Today we're going to start on a new series. Uh, we're embarking on a new series, and like uh, every series, I'm excited about this one. Uh, you know, and uh, I think God's going to speak to us through the next few weeks. Uh, this series is called Fruit Forever. Fruit Forever. Fruit Okay? We'll be talking about fruit over the next few weeks. We're going to do, uh, we don't have just maybe one base scripture that we're going to do all over the place in the Bible, maybe from Genesis, Revelation, uh, you know, just pulling out the scriptures and talking about how God's plan for us to be fruitful. Amen? All right, you ready? All right, here we go. If you have your Bible this morning, turn to John chapter 16. We'll begin in John chapter 16. We're doing a new series called Fruitful this morning, and we're going to see what Jesus has to say about us. John chapter 15, I want to read out of the New King James Version. Right? If you have another version of the Bible, or uh, still you, we will end up at the same place to do it. Amen. John chapter 15, I'm just going to read one verse of scripture, and that is verse 16. And Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he says this to them. He says, You did not. You did not choose me, but I chose you. No one told you that you should go and what? Bear fruit. That your fruit should what? Remain. And these are the reason for it. But whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. So you didn't choose me, you didn't ask for this. But I chose you, and I appointed you. In other words, I set you in a place that you should go and bear fruit. And not only that you should bear fruit, but you're going to bear good fruit. Because your fruit is going to remain in this way. Whatever you ask of my Father, in my name, he will give you. Why? Because he knows that you're bearing fruit. Some people say, all we need to do is just ask in Jesus' name and get whatever we want. Or just, you know, the gospel is some, what did they say, gospel or gospel, you know, or just, you know, God's a Jew. But the thing about it is, you need to know that you're bearing fruit. If you bear fruit, then you come to my Father, and whatever you ask, He'll give you, because He knows that you're reproducing, that you're bearing fruit. Now, fruitfulness is a sign of a healthy life. It's also a source of deep satisfaction, and it's the fulfillment of purpose. Do you know that if you don't bear fruit in life, you feel unfulfilled? It's the fulfillment of purpose. Fruitfulness is what the gardener expects when he goes out to plant the seed. I mean, what farmer, what gardener goes out and kills the ground, throws seeds in the hole, puts dirt back, waters it, and sits back and says, what? It's my job, nothing's going to happen, so I'm going to try to do something else. Now, there's an expectation here when seed is planted that that seed would bring forth fruit. It would bring forth fruit. And for a healthy believer, a healthy believer must bring forth fruit. And here's what we're talking about when I say fruitful. Here's my definition of fruitful, a fruitful person. A fruitful person. One who is implanted. In other words, we are the planting of the Lord, the book of Isaiah says. 
we are talented, we abide in Christ. Growing, increasing, abounding, flourishing, and reproducing much fruit. This is God's plan. This plan was never for you to live and wake up in the morning and just go about the day and then eat and go to sleep at night and do the same thing the next day. Never reproducing, never reproducing yourself, never producing fruit. Come on. It was never his plan for you to be melancholy and to go through life uh, just as a person who really doesn't do anything. Uh, I, you know, no one's giving me anything, and I'm not giving anything to anyone back. But it was never God's plan for you to be that type of person. God's plan for you is to produce. Now, we know this because Jesus gave us a great plan, and you know the one most of you. That I'm talking about when he said, I'll give you ten talents, I'll give you five, and I'll give you one. You know the, the parable. And uh, when, uh, when the master came back, he expected something. He expected a return on what he had given. And when the, the folks that had uh, multiplied what he had given, he said, Well, you're a great person, I love you, and uh, I'm just so happy that you're mine. But the one who saved you, I mean, come on, that's a drastic contrast to someone that I love very much and I'm so proud of, to someone who is wicked. You cannot be lukewarm and serve the Lord, folks. It just does not work. I mean, some of us may want to, some of us may think, yeah, why not? I mean, that's the way I am, it's my personality. But I'm here to tell you this morning that you cannot be lukewarm and serve God. You just can't do it. He said, I wish you be hot or wet. Come on, one or the other, you're going to be in the middle. Born for something. Come on, man. Why is it that God expects something from us? Well, fruitfulness is several things. Fruitfulness is number one, a command of God. Fruitfulness is not something that He just says, well, if you can, you can that good. If not, don't worry about it. No, it's a command. He said, I appointed you. John 15, 16, to bear fruit and fruit that remains. But it's also very beneficial for us. You see, a fruitful life is a sign of a healthy life. Come on. When you look at a tree, and the tree is there, and it's kind of a little withered, maybe the leaves are a little brown, it's not producing fruit, you say, that's not a healthy tree. But if you look at a tree, before you even look at the leaves of the tree, if you see that there is healthy fruit on the tree, you're going to say that's a healthy tree. Why? Because the fruit is healthy. A healthy tree produces healthy fruit. One unhealthy tree produces unhealthy fruit. It's also a source of deep satisfaction for us. It's a life, as we said, of fulfillment and purpose. But here's the other thing about fruitfulness that's so lovely. It's a partnership with God. Obedience to me. All you have to do is do what I tell you to do. 
and you'll be able to produce food. And so, I want to ask some questions this morning that I'd like for you to answer your question. I want you to think about this this morning. I want you to just, you know, receive a word and say, oh, it's a great word. I want you to actually think about this this morning. And so, I want to pose these questions. I wrote down some questions. And you might jot it down if you take a minute. Or at least more of them over in your mind. Number one, what is fruit? What does that mean to you? What does it mean to bear fruit in life? There could be many answers to that. But it's one you need to ask of yourself. What is fruit bearing? The second thing is, okay, what is fruit bearing? How do we become fruit? Now, I want you to notice something about the title of this church. It is fruitful, so we need to be fruitful, meaning we need to reproduce. But I put a little hyphen in between fruit and full so that you know that it's not half full. So when fruit, full, God wants you to have a full life. I come that you might have life and have it more. Abundantly, I'm able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can have or think on power on a thousand hills and from everlasting to everlasting. Listen, God is a God of multiplication. He's a God of more than enough. Come on. You don't get to a place and stop in God. You keep going. You know, about three years ago, I heard this thing I said, you know what? I've never sat down and just Read the Bible, read from Genesis to Revelation, and from cover to cover. I mean, I saw over the years I've probably skipped most of the scriptures either by reading myself or by doing some services where someone's giving a word on the scripture. And uh, but I really don't know that I've, I've actually read every scripture in the Bible. So I said, I'm going to do one of those year long Bible things. Start in January and go through to December, 12 months. Do a plan. Somebody's already got it, put it up for you. All you have to do is follow the plan. And so I did that and I said, Oh man, that was great. The end of the year, I know that I read every scripture in the Bible. Not remember about 10 percent of them, but I at least read every scripture in the Bible. But you know what? At the end of that year, uh, you know, I finally feel like, Wow, this is great. I've arrived at some place and I've read every scripture in the Bible and I can say, Yeah, you know what? You did something. I'm speaking to myself, you know, nothing that breaks. Someone else about but to me in the mirror, I can say, Well, you, you know, you, you read every scripture in the Bible, but I had this feeling when I began the next year that you know, I don't really remember most of the scriptures that I read. I mean, you can memorize the whole Bible anyway, so I said, I need to do this again. And so the next year, I did the Bible again. Well, I read the whole Bible all the way through to Matthew, Matthew, or something. I mean, twice, come on, man, twice. I read the Bible all the way through. That's, that's saying something. And you know, about halfway through last year, I said, no, I need to read the Bible tomorrow. So about midway, maybe the late of January, about midway through the year, I started up again. And I'm, I'm only saying that we can never get enough of God, is my point. We can just never get enough. When you think you've had enough, you've had so much more. You say, oh, this is, this is, that's just a big enough, but... He said, God, I want you to give me a big He said, oh, yeah, Lord, I'm not a big one. I would rather give you something that is 6% of the life, uh, you know, on the trip. 
Then we can go to Proverbs. Second one, Psalm 19, 13, and 14. Those who are trapped in the house of the Lord. Is it blue? You gotta say those who come to church. I don't make a decision. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the course of our time. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and beautiful. No more excuses for that. And then God said, By which my Father is glorified. Why do we bear fruit? That you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciple. Bearing fruit.
the earth was without form and void, and it was in a state of emptiness. The kingdom of God comes to you, and now the Spirit of God moves as you are hovering over the deep. And then God said, really, God wills. He decreed. He, he appointed and there was an immediate result. Let there be light. And there was some atmosphere, universe, cosmos. It was all revealed as soon as he said it. When you said, Lord, I want you to come live with me, God said, you let there be light. And all of a sudden, he was manifesting you. And revelation happened in you. Come on. Uh, what God put in you, the seed that he put in you, was revealed. And now the kingdom of God can work through you. On earth as it is in heaven. Let your will be done right through you. Just as it is in heaven. Come on. Because if it comes through here, if it comes through this earth, it'll happen on this earth. But it doesn't happen on this earth unless the ghost comes through this earth. Come on, somebody. Let that be light. The light was created in this one truth. Let there be light and there is light. Then God said, let there be harmony in the midst of the waters. And let it divide the waters from the waters. Now, in verse 6, let the waters gather together. Let land appear. God began to separate Things in us. Come on. Let me separate it out so that my glory can begin to appear in you. Now, come on. That chemical rupture, convulsion, something from the physical earth, on the surface. Come on. There was upheaval at some point. And there was thinking of others. There was a making of oceans and lakes. Come on. And rivers. Living water was flowing through you. God set up the second part in that day. Come on. Then down in verse 9, it says, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place. Let dry land appear. And guess what? It was stumbled. It was stumbled. Then, I want you to notice this moment. I have a point to all this. The third day, something different happened. It takes a little bit of a thing. What did you do? God said, Let the earth God didn't say, let there be fruit. God didn't say, let there be reproduction as he did uh, when he said, let there be life. Let the earth bring forth. For me, the earth has something to do. Now, the earth should bring forth fruit. That's the only one bring forth fruit. I've been ready to create you, and now you let the earth bring forth fruit. That's what you're Come on. I've given you everything that you need. I've given you my spirit. I've planted seed in you. I've given you principles. You have my word. You have examples from the Old Testament and the New Testament. Come on. I say you have everything that you need. And with my spirit, you have the gift, you have the unit, you have the power. And the authority. Because some folks use power, but they don't have the authority to use it. Some folks have authority to do something, but they don't have any power to do it. Come on. 
Here's what I want to tell you about this. Thank you. 